everybody. Welcome back, Dose of Awesomeness Podcast. It's been a while, but uh, me, Frank Castaldi, and my handsome co-host, Michael Vignami, are here to uh, soothe your ears with awesomeness via sports world and pop culture once again. Big Boom. Boom. Going to dust off the cobwebs, bring oh, you guys yeah. what you want to hear, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yep. And gals, if there are any girls out there. Hopefully. And now, speaking of that, what are you drinking? I coffee? am, nope, it's not coffee. It's a spiked pumpkin latte from 7-Eleven. Hand over your man card. Nope, don't have to hand over my man card. Because you know what uh, pumpkin means? Pumpkin means Halloween. Halloween means October. October means a lot of sports, like the ALDS, NLDS. We got uh, football right in the middle of everything. We got hockey just about to start. College and football. we have college football. And guess what we don't have? Basketball. basketball. You're a happy camper. I am so happy about that. Not really too happy. We do have college basketball coming up in about a month. College basketball is fine. That's fine. Fine there. Playing for the love of the game. Exactly. All right, so what are we starting out with, Frank? All right, let's start out with alphabetical order, ALDS. How about that? <laughs> All right, and so the Rangers uh, made quick work of the Rays yesterday. Yeah, Tampa's a uh, little fairy tale they had going on got uh, killed quickly, didn't it? Yes, it went pretty quickly. They came out, won that first game, the momentum from that adrenaline from the night before, the two nights before, carried over for them. Matt Moore was crazy good. He looks like he's going to be a stud, have a long career. Yep, but uh, but then the the Rangers remembered who they were, and they went to town, went to work. They were who we were. Was that Dennis Green? Uh, I think so. They were who they thought they were. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Yep. The pick up, but they dusting off those cobwebs still. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. So the Rangers, they uh, they pretty much did work, went in there, and just took quick, care took care of business. We don't really need to get into them too much. Quick question: Do you think they're better or worse than they were last year? Um, I think they're about the same. I mean, they were pretty good last year, so they got a they had a couple of key additions. You know, their pitching I think isn't as good as it was last year. See, this is where I'm going to disagree with you. They they lost Cliff Lee. I mean, that's something to lose. Yeah, that's it's always thing. something to lose. That's a big thing to lose. But they did move Alexei Ogando into the. Starting rotation. They did. Uh, Derek Holland pitched well for them this year. Harrison pitched decent for them this year. Mm-hmm. Wilson, CJ Wilson pitched very well. Also, their bullpen, they made some midseason pickups. They got a lot of help. Excuse me. They had they had a lot of help. They added the bullpen. Their bullpen, they had a much more rounded rotation for themselves. And I think whoever they play, whether it's Detroit or the Yankees, is going to, Texas is going to give them a, a battle. Oh, they're definitely going to give them battle. I mean, anytime you have to play Texas in that lineup, you know, you're definitely in for it. You know, you're not going to be able to just cheat away games. And They, they did add know. Adrian Beltre, who had a career day. I was going to say, Beltre, <laughs> <laughs> Beltre definitely, uh, definitely bolsters that lineup even more, which didn't need much bolstering to begin with. That's a good word. I love it. We have all those cobwebs. Yeah, well, I'm always on point. You know, I do school everybody, mainly you, and words of friends, and recently hanging with friends. Just saying. Just saying. Yep. It did dominate me the last game we played. Yeah. All right. So, get something near and dear to our hearts, the Yankees and the Tigers. The roller <sighs> coaster that this Yankees series has been so far. and the Tigers. All right. Going into yesterday... What did you? Where were your feelings on AJ Burnett? I, thought, I don't think there's a Yankee fan out there, in their right mind, who could have said 
that he was going to pitch well. I mm-hmm. told you that before the game. I thought he was going to pitch well, but that was just hopes and prayers. All right. You say pitch well, or do you mean just try to not suck? Because there's a difference. With I, I would have taken six innings, three runs allowed. Yeah. I would have taken five innings, three runs allowed. You would have too. I know that. I, I think my prediction on Twitter the night before was five innings, four runs, and I would be very happy with that with him. Turns out they scored enough to support him, so Granderson made a nice play. You know, everybody's like, oh, he ran in first, and he only made up for his mistake. That's a hard ball to play. I know you played softball, and you don't really play the outfield too much. but I barely play the infield. (laughs) (laughs) A line drive hit at you? Yeah. That's that's hard to do. They know what else is hard to do? Tell ESPN to stop playing videos when I don't want them to. Yep. We'll just edit that out. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... <clears throat> what was I going to say? First inning, though, bases loaded. I think the collective uh, collective Yankees fan universe was crap. <laughs> um, but he got out of it. He was Mainly. wild. He was he very he wild. To intentionally walk a batter. Mm-hmm. He was very wild. He got out of it. A-Rod made a nice play. Uh, yeah. Granderson made that catch. That was a great catch. I don't care if he made that mistake and he jumped in at first. He still made the catch. And he saved the I know Yankees. Your first he honestly not supposed to be in, but saved the Yankees season with that catch. Um, yes, yes, he did. He's the reason that we get to go to Game Five tomorrow. Yeah, it is. I can't wait for Game Five. But back to Burnett. For someone who took a no hitter into, I think the fourth inning was it. Yeah, I've never been more petrified with no hitter going into the fourth inning than I was with him. He had that no were, hitter going, but he also they were walked not, four batters. That, that was point. not a your typical no hitter. Like every I think Buster, uh, Buster only tweeted, uh, you know, four innings, you know, no hits or whatever, and I was like, yeah, four innings, no hits, and four almost heart attacks on my end. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, he got the job done. A lot of help behind him. We got Nova tomorrow. Now Nova tomorrow. He's been nothing. Short of a beast for us. Did um, long, come a long way from when he got sent down because Phil Hughes was healthy. Mm-hmm. What a disaster that was going back. He was, nah. he was pitched a little bit better when he came back, but yep. still. Now Nova, he pitched in uh, game 1.2. He got <laughs> six and a third, four hits, two run runs, four walks, five strikeouts. Awesome. He gave us, he gave the Yankees, excuse me, what they needed to win, and they gave him, he gave him a strong pitching performance and went deep into the game, helped save the bullpen, especially with Freddie Garcia pitching the next day. Yeah, you never knew what you were going to need. It turned out we needed the bullpen, mm-hmm. and you know they got the Yankees off on the right foot. If they went, don't win that game, you don't know what could happen. Uh, we might not be going to that game tomorrow. We might not be. Now, um, going into the this postseason, this ALDS. What was your major gripe with our roster, with Girardi? With Girardi? Yeah. With what decision? Oh, A-Rod hitting fourth. Besides that. Well, I'm going to – you can serve me up my crow now, but Posada being the DH. Yep. I was not down with that. Uh-huh. I think uh, you texted me Sunday. It went before. on Facebook, everything. Yep. And you were very—you were not very pleased with Posada. And I think as soon as you started talking trash, I believe he had a home run <laughs> during the game. There, I actually said I—I I re, I retracted my statement. I said against righties, he's not that bad, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind him playing too much. Two sixty-nine regular season average against the righties. The reason I was griping 
It's because Jesus. Because I wanted Jesus to be the DH. What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus went two for two. Mm-hmm. And his only two at bats yesterday. Well, just saying. Besides Jesus, who's batting a thousand and his two at bats in postseason, Posada four for ten, leading the Yankees in batting average, four walks, leading the Yankees on base percentage. Yes, by a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think Gardner's the next one on the list. Yeah, something he, like that. He's had some clutch hits this series too. A couple of two outs hits. Mm-hmm. That, that was another thing. The Saturday night and. In, even in Garcia's start, a lot of their runs scored were with two outs. It was something they had trouble with during right. the year. Can't have a two-out rally without two outs. Exactly. But my other problem, I said this earlier because of my first guess, but A-Rod batting, yeah. batting in the four-hole, I did not want him to hit fourth last night. No. I don't think he should. I thought should Cherish should, but he's been just as bad. Yeah. They need the Yankees need one end or preferably both to step up. Yep. I don't know. Maybe A-Rod could start injecting himself again. With what? Steroids, yeah, I'll take HGH, it. whatever, whatever he did, <laughs> yeah, whatever that Dominican guy gave him. By the way, just a little note: Posada not only leading leading the Yankees in batting average, he's leading all of um, all the American League batting average postseason. I don't think so. I think Dan Kelly is. Nope, you're 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 wrong. I'm looking at it right now. It's Posada, then Gardner, then Mike Napoli. Four hundred, three eighty-five, three fifty-seven, respectively. And then your boy Desmond Jennings at three thirty-three. You sure it's not Don Kelly? I'm positive. I'm gonna look this up, see how he's doing while you're while we go into the next thing. All right. Well, while you're looking it up and can be wrong, pretty what, soon. What do I get when I'm right? Nothing, because I'm right. I get to throw something at you. Go ahead. You could. I'll throw your own pride back in your face because I'm right. I have none. Okay. Do you want to look at my screen? I have it up. Ah. Uh. I think, see, he's looking at the screen right now, and if there could be words in the air, boom roasted would be being thrown in his no, direction. No, Dan Kelly is batting. He's three for... I'll, Dan Kelly... Don Kelly, excuse me. Dan, Don. 2011 postseason. Yeah. Look it up. I'm looking it up. Don Kelly's not he even... He did not play the first game, the Friday-Saturday night game. Don Kelly's not even... He's three for seven. He probably doesn't have enough at-bats to qualify. Yeah, that's what it is. But he's uh, batting 429. Okay. Three for seven. Three for seven. I Beside us, four for ten. Only three more bats. That's one for three. That actually brings his average down. I don't know, because he's batting 400. It's whatever. Anyway, anyway. All right. NLDS. You know what one of the best part, well, the best thing of you being late tonight and us having to start this so late is... You got to watch. We get to know that the Phillies and Cards are going to Game Five. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Surprised? I, I am a little surprised. The Cardinals—they were counting out. You know, they had that storybook comeback. They're like the opposite of the Rays. They are. But I still think the Phillies are going to win to Game Five. Not tomorrow. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. They're going to throw some guy named Roy Halladay on the mound. You good? I don't know. I think so. Cardinals are going to counteract with Chris Carpenter, who's not bad himself. They were actually a one-two combination on Toronto. They were. Carpenter got hurt, went over to St. Louis. Imagine that. Imagine that in the AL East. Actually, Chris Carpenter, I uh, I had him in my fantasy keeper league for a long time. I traded him this offseason. Oh, yeah? What'd you get for him? Uh, I got Jorge Posada and Joe Nathan. So that was probably the most insignificant fantasy trade in history. By insignificant, you mean lopsided. Hey, Carpenter was terrible the first, uh, I don't know what, three months of the season. 
pretty sure he finished out pretty well. Yeah, he finished out pretty well. All right, so... But it doesn't matter because I got Carpenter for nothing since someone dropped him and I've had him for the past, you know, four years. <coughs> oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Brewers, besides breaking my heart and ruining my parlay last night. <laughs> well, bef- um, before that, uh, what do you got winning game five? Phillies. Phillies? Yeah. I do, too. Not unfortunately. Even a, not even a question. By the way, Carpenter had an ERA of 3.45. Okay. Struck out almost 200 people. Okay. His record was 11-9, but he did have a crappy offense mm-hmm. behind him. Well, not crappy, but not great. Man. I didn't need him on my staff. I didn't need Joe Nathan either, but I didn't need Chris Carpenter. <laughs> but um, the Brewers. I I, I think they're going to beat the Phillies this year. Yeah. I think they. I would actually, if I was a betting man, I'd put money on them to win it all. And I, I'll actually see what the money line is. But the they, NL pennant or the World Series. The World Series. Wow. I I like what they have. They have a one. The solid one too, and Gallardo and Grinky that mm-hmm. can compete with anybody. And then Markham's not bad himself. He was bad last night. He was bad last night. It happens. Yeah. Hopefully for him. Yeah, it also happens when I, you know, parlay the Yankees by one and a half over ten, and then the Brewers by one and a half. <laughs> Thanks, Markham. No problem. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't care about your betting odds, but. I, I like what they have with that rotation with the back of the bullpen, which is something you need. Axford's been lights out. It's K-Rod. Yes. K-Rod has been pretending that his father-in-law is up at the bat <laughs> or the catcher's mitt, and he's just been drilling it. And they have possibly my new favorite baseball player playing center field for them. Tony Plush? What? Tony Plush? Yeah. Niger Morgan for yeah, all those. Absolutely. Out of the loop? I don't know. I love, I love Niger. I love him. He's awesome. <laughs> But besides the pitching staff, and you went into it, they do have, they have a Morgan's stealthy decent, lineup. And they have a 3-4. Can you think of a better 3-4 in baseball right now? Uh, if ours were producing, yes. And by ours, you mean I the mean Yankees. Teixeira. Well, I'm sorry, they're, Cano and A-Rod I, now. You know what? They're not. Teixeira had the most mediocre 40 homer season or 39 homer season. He had, Adam Dun- he had an Adam Dunn-like season. I don't even know. I don't even know if you can consider it Adam Dunn. He just... It just... Uh, his batting average, somebody making that much money. You know what, though? He, he makes it up every year. He makes it up in the field, though. I can't be mad at Teixeira for a batting average, you know, when he. Uh, I know. Uh, 40 home runs, 100 plus RBIs, and the best fielding first baseman in the American League. I know we're in the money bowl era, and batting average is overrated now, and it's now on base percentage. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I'm sorry. Your batting average needs to. It needs to be a little bit higher. I know he makes up for it with some great defense. Very great defense. He 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 makes that infield a lot better with his glove over there. Right. So you got the Brewers coming out of the NL. I have the Brewers. So that back. means you have the Brewers locking it up tonight against the D-backs. I have the Brewers. Well, it's only game four. I know, but I'm saying. I don't know if he'll lock it up tonight. And to share his on-base percentage, I just looked it up, was only 340, which is good it's not stellar anything 360 and better it's average is considered good it's average so i'm just saying all right so we got the brewers winning what about you i also have the brewers winning if you haven't beaten the phillies since you have the phillies winning tomorrow i do have them beating the phillies Ooh. uh i have a brewers over phillies in six brewers over phillies in six yep 
I'm going to say five. You know, five? everybody says six, like that's the go-to for a mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be, oh, six, maybe it'll go seven. I'm going to go five. You're going to go five? I'm going five. So you're saying Halliday or Lee is going to lose? That Those first two games? Yeah, and then the Brewers have been outstanding at home. They're going to come back and bring it, bring it down at home. Okay. Yankees or Yankees or Texas? Because I mean, I don't. I know there's a game five tomorrow, Detroit and Yankees, but we're not gonna. We both take the Yankees, obviously. Uh, right? Am I right? I'm a little worried. You're going to the game tomorrow, expecting to lose. No, I'm not expecting to lose. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I'm it just sounds like you're being a Debbie Downer. Detroit's not a bad team. I know they're not a bad team. We're going to five games with them. I know. Well, the Yankees they had a, they have a couple of holes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Our starting rotation isn't isn't hasn't it's not that good and it hasn't been good all year. We have Nova going for us tomorrow. Nova going for us. Granted, I know he he's had outings where he's been bad. Although the outings to give him credit when he's been bad, he's still pitched well and mm-hmm. gotten, gotten out of not too much damage. He's had a couple of mental lapses in the middle innings. Our offense could sputter. Mm-hmm. It could, but our offense last time Doug Fister pitched, we fisted Fister pretty well. I forgot Fister was pitching. Yeah. <laughs> I like that little pun you had there. You like that? Alliteration. Yep. But <laughs> also, uh, news, CC and not Justin Verlander will be a, bull- a bullpen option. I saw that. Okay. I, I didn't like that. Our, the Yankees' bullpen has been their strong point. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see why to tinker with it. There, no need to bring him in. I understand, you know, Nova can only go three innings because he sucks, but then we have Hughes back there and... He's been not bad out of a bullpen. They can put some innings together. Nova can only go three innings because he sucks? If he does suck. If he does. Okay. <laughs> you confused me a little bit on that one. But Yeah. I don't know. And then if CC has to pitch, who knows what his status is going to be like for game one. Because, you know what, that's what I believe that's what threw him off in game three. Why he was so, so wild. Hypothetical. Up by two runs, seventh inning. Nova's done. Confident with Soriano coming in? Yes. He's pitched well since the injury. That I know he gave up that home run, that lost game game three, but he's been good all year. You don't and want to go right to uh right to Robertson. I don't know if Robertson if I trust Robertson to pitch two full innings. I, I wouldn't Do you, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But you anyway, know you have them. We're paying them. They are. Well, they're yep. paying Soriano. Another hypothetical question. Game is absolutely on the line right now. Who do you trust more to get you a win? Burnett on the mounds or Tony Romo in the pocket? That's a good question. Well, I think about it. You answer first. I know you have an answer already planned for this. I do have an answer. Romo. Trust Romo. In Romo, we trust. Mm-hmm. You trust Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yes, because it's 50-50. Unlike AJ, he was like 80-20. I'm going to disagree with you. You want Burnett on the mounds? I want Burnett on the mounds. In a must situation? You want, you want to know why? Because he did it last night. He did it last night, also in 2009. He was there when the Yankees won the World Series. I know, and he didn't Romo. He didn't, he didn't fumble a uh, snap. He that, didn't... Uh, that, that wasn't... Romo's... The snaps weren't his fault. That was that the center, but... I know. Well, he didn't. He didn't lead the Detroit Lions to victory last week either. No, but Doctor Jekyll and Mister. I don't know how you take Romo. Hmm. 
They've never they've won one playoff game with Romo. How do you take Romo in a must win situation? I don't like Burnett. He just won that playoff game. No, I, big I'm star. happy. I'm happy he did. Romo has never won one game like that. I still take Romo. And when Romo does start winning the big games, you are going to get it rubbed in your face. And I'm going to sense... Puffing up your pumpkin latte. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'm going to probably send Skip Bayless a couple of angry tweets. You and Colin Coward. <laughs> Romo, I... I was a big Romo bandwagon fan. I'm on I'm on the Romo bandwagon, but you know, I just can't. After yeah. you know, week one, that was crushing. Those were those were games we lose. I was sit, I was sitting right next to you. We're used to losing those games. On the twenty yard line when that happened. They come back they come back in San Francisco, Romo comes back in with the puncture alone. Right. Gutsy performance. Yep. Alright, that's a game the Cowboys in the previous years. They wouldn't have won a game like that since no. Aikman was their quarterback. Right. Never. Then they come back and six field goals and they beat Washington. Their right. defense looked great. They and, stopped sexy Rexy Grossman. And yeah, Chris Cooley is still talking. You saw that, right? Where is he now? I don't know. He's not playing. It's overrated. He said that. But it's still like that was another game the Cowboys never win. And then last week, breaking our hearts, we're on that top of that roller coaster, mm-hmm. flying, and all of a sudden crash. Yeah. On the Romo coaster. Right on the Romo. The Romo. That's good. The Romo coaster. I heard it. I copped that from somebody. Oh, man. I was hoping that you... I can't Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I like right. that for well, his nickname. Yeah, that's that's cool. But oh, Romo coaster. Why couldn't you... I how, about, how about the Tilt-A-Tony? Tilt-A-Tony. That works. No one's used that one. All right. All right. Yeah, so that collapsed. That was just brutal. As much as I'd love to place all the blame on Romo, and I never used to no. like to do that, all the cow, all the Cowboys haters would blame Romo for all every mm-hmm. single big loss. Yep, you have to put some of the blame on Jason Garrett. You have to. Who runs the ball? I believe they ran the ball three times in the second half. You're up twenty four points. That drove me insane. I was literally every time I saw Romo drop back instead of handing it off to Felix, I literally almost screamed at the TV. Even if you just take time off the clock, take yeah. the ball. If Romo doesn't throw one of those pick sixes, mm-hmm. they that's win. the game right there. You know. They win, and you know what? It's time for the Cowboys' offense to get a little more conservative. I like that. I like the big play. You know, that fumble they had against the Jets. He was going for it all. You know, if you a little more conservative, you hand the ball off. You wanted. You wanted that. I remember you turning to me and saying, "I swear to God, if they turn the ball over instead of just handing it off and getting the field goal." I forget your exact words, but it was something along the lines, I'm going to run on the field and kill somebody. Kill something beautiful. Kill something beautiful. That's what it was. I mean, the only thing beautiful you killed was your hopes and dreams because they did exactly what you said they were going to do. My hopes and dreams are never beautiful. (laughs) But that second drive of the game against Detroit, you know, the Cowboys are up 7-0. They're Mm -hmm. marching down. Mm -hmm. They get down to the one-yard line, Mm -hmm. third and one, no dice. Then they go for it, and they get stuffed. Take the point. It's still early in the game. Take the points. You take the points when you can get the points. Especially with this offense. Romo has no weapons around him. No. Jason Witten had a great game. You know who's been playing very well for them? I like Robinson. Warren Robinson? Yeah, I like him. He stunk against the Redskins. He had that big fumble. Everyone stunk against the Redskins. Except for Romo. And Bailey. Yeah. Dan Bailey. He's been a stud. Yep. Fantasy League. Pick him up if he's available. I already have him. Yeah. In just about every league. Good. Mm. They only ran the ball 16 times with Felix Jones, only mm-hmm. a total of 27 times. That's inexcusable when That's, you're up 20 Especially points. when you have a back like Felix Jones. They ran in the first half, too. So 
I don't like it. Not at all. Nope. Um, Defense has been playing really well, though. That's a bright spot for the Cowboys and yeah. Dan Bailey. Especially with our secondary as shaky as it has been coming into the season. Hopefully the Cowboys have their bye. Hopefully Miles Austin's hammy feels a little bit better mm-hmm. and he can play against New yeah. England. Same in thing. New England. Hopefully Dez, Dez gets healthy. Miles gets healthy. Felix has been dinged up a little bit. You know. The bye came for a perfect time for everybody on the Cowboys, except for Tony Romo, because he gets an extra week, week to sit in the corner and think about what he did. <laughs> on to someone else. Another team. Jets and Ravens. Yeah. At what point do Jets fans hope that they start tanking and get in the Andrew Luck sweepstakes? Never. Because the Jets fans are right up there with... Um, no, I can't even say Mets fans are ignorant. You know, just Jets fans are just so ignorant. They're so ignorant. Ign- they're bandwagon fans. They're, honestly, they're a lot like Yankee fans. I got, I got a lot of hate tweets. By the way, what's your, what's your Twitter account so uh, they can I am send you hate tweets? Those at, fans. at Frank C. Baby. And uh, Jet, I'm sorry, but the Jets fans and Yankee fans are probably the two most ignorant fans in sports. All right, I they do, but then the only October Yankee fans. Them, yeah. The only reason that I give Jets fans the number one most ignorant is because they've never won anything. At least the Yankees fans could talk trash, you know. Uh, Jets I'm, fans, what? Uh, all right, well, you got off on that tangent about the Jets fan. I'm going to rope us back in. Yeah, back dust to off these Cowboys Ravens fans. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, we're still talking about the, the Cowboys. No, we're talking about the Jets. Oh, we're talking okay. about the Jets. Oh, cobwebs. 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 Cowboys. Same thing. But Jets, that quarterback is horrible. Mark Sanchez has not played well. No. He tore apart a Cowboys secondary in week one, and a lot of those yardage came from tossing little slants over the middle to LT, mm-hmm. but it came against a very depleted yeah, Cowboys could. secondary. Cowboys could not stop LT week one. They could not. Sean Lee, who has morphed into one, he's one of the better middle linebackers in the game right now, yeah. has morphed. And, you know, you can't really blame him for not being able to keep up to LT. I know yeah. he's getting old, but he's still got a little left in the tank. But their secondary was not good, and then he tore up a horrible Jacksonville team, and then horrible. I, I think Oakland. you and I could have torn up that Jacksonville team. Nah, nah. But Oakland was bad, and then he was absolutely downright like awful, awful. He awful didn't even just make bad throws; he made bad decisions. And mm-hmm. then, oh, he's still young. He's getting in his third year. Yeah, he's in his third year as a starter. It's didn't. time for him to start stop making those mental mistakes mm-hmm. that Tony Romo still makes. By the way, <laughs> but. I, when do you cut the cord on Sanchez? Do you give him another year or two? This defense is at its prime. What do you think? You have to give him at least another year or two. Another year? I mean, he, he's not going to be on an Alex Smith leash, but... I don't know. I, I, I say it depends what you can get. Yeah. You have to. This defense is in its prime. They have a lot of good uh, defenders. Their defense is good. Sean Green, hopefully he can morph into the back that they thought he was when they drafted him out of Iowa. But they have Santonio Holmes, Plaxico's not getting any younger, and he's got those prisoners behind him too. Their, uh, their offense is – their defense might be in their prime, but their offense is right at the hill, ready to go right over it. I you got I think they could be good, their offense. No, they could be – put the right person under the center. Their yeah, offensive could, line is locked in. The, besides their line, who's having issues also. But um, you got Derek Mason, he's getting old. He's obviously they don't they don't plan on, they keeping, don't plan him, on keeping him. But I'm saying for right now, they 
they could use, you know, a signal caller with a little bit more more experienced decision making. Just better decision making. Yeah. Never mind that Sanchez. They there was this stat: the quarterback has had certain amount of games started in college, mm-hmm. a higher enough Wunderlich at his past completion in college. And Sanchez, his game started and was way under. Came out after his junior year, and his I believe his Wunderlich wasn't that good. It wasn't bad, but figure somebody went to USC. All looks, no brains. That is Big Nami, eighty-five, for uh, all you Notre Dame lovers. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that though. That's, no. that's even more disheartening than the Cowboys <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, what about the other New York team? The Bills. <laughs> the only New York team. <laughs> no, the uh, that other Meadowlands team. The lucky team, the Giants. So lucky. How lucky is Victor Cruz? He would have been the biggest goat. He admitted that he thought he was down. The, the rule actually does state that he was down. Once you give yourself up, you're down. He didn't give himself up. He gave himself up. He didn't give himself up. Yes, the referee did. thought he gave himself up. He gave himself up. He put the ball down. He was ready to walk. He gave himself up. He said up. in the he post-game the interview that he thought he was touched and he went down. Yeah, and there's so three he gave minutes, himself up. There's three – because he's an idiot. There's <laughs> – <laughs> There's three and a half I minutes left. That one for you, you don't give yourself up with that much time on the clock. <laughs> Any referee should know that. Well, I'm happy for other monetary reasons that he was ruled down and the Giants kept the ball and went on to come back and beat a really, I think, an overrated Arizona team. Kevin Cobb is still trying to get adjusted, it looks like. Yeah. He's better than John Skelton or whoever <laughs> else they would have trotted out there. Skeleton was that quarterback. I don't know if they're overrated. Max I mean, Hall. I don't think they're overrated. Yeah, they're not really rated. Yeah, I think you have to have, you have to have some sort of rating to be overrated. But in the NFC West, anybody can win that team. I, I actually think San Francisco, getting off on a short tangent, is yeah. actually better than a lot of people think. Their defense is really solid. Their defense solid. is studly. Alex Smith actually led them to a victory over, you know, everybody's hating on Philly, but they actually do have a good defense. Mm-hmm. And they can run the ball. Frank Gore's Frank Gore. He's a good running back. Yeah. He's going to get you yardage. So they're yeah. not a bad team. No, I don't think they're a bad team until Frank Gore gets hurt. <laughs> and Alex Smith remembers who he is. Yes, true. But the Giants, do you think they're for real? No. No. I don't think anyone in the NFC East is for real. No, not even the Rodgerskins? The... <laughs> no. With Rex Grossman? Nope. I, I'm a little, as a Cowboys fan, I'm a little worried about the Giants. And I hate that I'm saying this, but... Um, I, I don't know I if mean, it's the week schedule or they're what they're three and one right now. The Giants they've done they beat who they had to beat. They're three and one. They they lost to Washington in Washington yeah. on opening night. They came back. They beat Philly. They they beat Arizona. They did. I, don't, I don't know who else they beat. It's slipping my mind. But you know the Giants they were hurt. They were nicked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Team mix was hurt. But you know. I think with Victor Cruz, they might have that receiver. They beat St. Louis, a really, oh, really, yeah. maybe the worst. Oh, team they didn't even deserve. No, they have two victories that they. St. Louis without Stephen Jackson. Without Stephen Jackson, that they didn't have, they had no right even deserving that win. And then the same thing goes with Arizona. That lucky decision with Victor Cruz, and you know Eli throws two touchdowns in the final five minutes of the game. I think the Giants are going to get better, and I know their schedule does not. And it actually, I mean, it can't get better than what it has been. They play Seattle this weekend, Buffalo at home. Buffalo's been legit. Buffalo's been legit, but you know, 
Tom Brady gave away that game. Buffalo really hasn't beat anybody except for the – I mean, the Patriots are a great team to beat, but they got kind of got a little lucky against the Patriots. And I know you need that sometimes, but the Giants will be at home. And then they have a bye week, and they come back and they play Miami at home, who's mm-hmm. downright horrible. Anytime Miami – they're looking at quarterbacks. Chad Henning might miss a considerable amount of time. They're looking at Matt Moore, Jake DeLome, Trent Edwards, and David Garrard. Anytime you're looking at those quarterbacks, it's not, it's not good news. No. So, I mean, after their bye week, Giants could be seven, six and one. It wouldn't be outlandish to think that. Then they have to play at New England, at San Fran, versus Philly, New Orleans in New Orleans, Green Bay at Dallas, Washington at the Jets, which is like a home game, and then the Dallas. That's a rough stretch. Yeah. They could be six and one. They, they might only have to win three or four games to make the playoffs. Well, I'm looking at Washington's schedule right now. It was also three and one in the NFC East. They're on their bye week with Dallas this week. They uh, they come back. They host the Eagles, which isn't going to be an easy game. Then they uh, they go visit Cam Newton. My uh, my boy Cam Newton. They're intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Who Why always not? puts you up You can serve points. up another play to Crow, Frank. What did you hear on our, one of our old podcasts? Um, one of our old podcasts. I predicted that Cam Newton would be the first quarterback selected and that he would have an immediate impact starting right away. And you told me, no, that's not going to happen. I was wrong. Yep. Passing yards are overrated, though. That's a discussion for not here, not now. Then after Carolina, they travel to Buffalo. Not going to be easy. San Fran, not easy. Miami, very easy. Um, Basically a similar schedule. They're probably basically the same teams. Right. And so there are some good teams. They have to play the AFC East, which consists of New England, the Jets, Buffalo, and Miami. Mm-hmm. And they play the NFC West, which is downright horrible, except for San Francisco. Right. Now, um, let's uh, switch gears a little bit here. Get to my favorite uh, favorite part of the, the year. Go for it. Hockey's back. <laughs> Love it. Although you're not going to be able to watch the Rangers' first game on Friday. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> How are you pulling this off? Uh, it's called DVR, and um, True. I'm. It's on at one o'clock, and I will be working most like everybody else, and because uh, they decided to start their uh, their season in Europe, they uh, host a. I'm sure it really wasn't their call. I'm sure they had to agree to it. But I'm uh, sure Gary well, Bettman, the worst commissioner in the history of commissioners, was like. Speaking of Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman celebrated. Um, he probably got so drunk today because he got what he has been wishing for. And he did it accidentally. A TV deal with a real sports network? No. He, um, Sean Avery, most likely out of the league <laughs> for the remainder of his career. I know you're upset about that. I kind of am too. I, yeah. I like his spunk, if you will. But Bettman, who has been trying to get this guy out of the league for you know forever now, ever since he came into it, um... With his little shootout addition to the NHL, which uh, sounds like the main reason why Avery was waived and the Rangers kept Eric Christensen. Because he's good at Because he's good at the shootout. Don't, don't worry about the fact that he's completely useless the first 65 minutes of the game and should it get to a shootout, then he's pretty good. <laughs> but thanks to there being a shootout, Avery was waived. No team picked him up, as they shouldn't. <laughs> and uh, he's either going to spend the rest of the season, he has one more year left on his uh, $4 million contract that the Rangers and the Dallas Stars are paying, um, 
He'll play with the Connecticut Whale, or he'll go over to Europe and play over there. Wow, and, well, uh, best of luck to him. Yep. So, I mean, I don't see him. The Rangers are not going to pull him up on re-entry waivers and risk another team grabbing him at a ridiculously low price. I think it was – I forget the exact number, but they'd have to pay half of that. Um, actually, it just popped up. He's AHL bound. So he will be with the Connecticut Whale. But, uh, yeah, the Rangers open up against the Los Angeles Kings. They are on the road until October 27th um, when they have their home opener against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I cannot wait for. I will be there, as usual. And uh, Going from the trifecta this year, the Cowboys' first game. Got Yankees. it. Home opener? Yeah, I got all of them. Got them all. Yeah, every Yankees playoff game. I got every. Hopefully, won't be their last game of the year. Every New York professional sport of the teams I like. <laughs> yep. Of the teams that are going to play this year, start yeah. the season this year. Might as well. Play might as well year. throw Survivor Series in there too. <laughs> um, but yeah. Right. So let's the, get let's get down into it, Frank. Oh, the betting scheme. Betting scheme, week five right. at a glance mm-hmm. with Frank and Michael. All right, Michael. So we'll start off with the one o'clock games. We'll go Chiefs and the Colts. All right, Chiefs one and three, Colts zero and four. Is this the week the Colts finally get their first win? Playing at home, Chiefs are awful. Colts are Colts have been making it interesting these last few games. They almost I, they almost beat Pittsburgh, um, and then Tampa they made it really close with. But see, I don't. I What's don't the line? What's the line game? on that? Colts minus two and a half. Oh, so that's just pretty much nobody knows what they're talking about. That's like they think the Chiefs, they think the Colts are a little bit better than the Chiefs, but I don't think the Chiefs are that bad. Matt Castle is not a bad quarterback. He's head and shoulders above Curtis Payton. That's not hard. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Garcon looked good for the Colts, but the Colts' two best defenders are pass rushers, and if the Chiefs get out to a lead, those pass rushers are going to be useless. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jones will run the ball. He's still a decent back. He's not he Jamal is. Charles. He's not, but he's decent. He's decent. I think the Chiefs pull this out. Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. I'm going to keep track of this. You keeping track of this? All right. Well, I also go with the Chiefs. So. You go with the Chiefs? I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay. All right. And then Who's the next, next up on the bill? Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Cardinals are 1-3. and three. The Vikings are 0-4. And they've blown four second-half leads. The you know, spread you is know what a great three. Spread's three. If anyone's Our listening Vikings out there, bet the Vikings first half lines no matter what. <laughs> That's like I, betting first period lines with Tim Thomas in that. You're, it's a lock. I don't get this. You know, the Vikings, they have this running back. I don't know. If, have you heard of him? Purple Jesus? Adrian Peterson? Yeah. ADP? Heard him. All day Peterson? Heard of him. Runs the ball. He's a stud in the first half, and they barely give it to him in the second half. They pulled a Jason Garrett. Barely mm-hmm. ran the ball in the second half. You know, you have a... Stud running back like that so you could finish teams off. Right. And they didn't use him. And they no. need to just get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. All right. But, you know, so that's some, a, the Vikings, line's three on that. Cards are favorite, obviously. Vikings are favorite. Minus Vikings three at favorite. home. I got to go with the cards on this. You going with the cards? Yeah. I am as well. So that's two we agree on. I don't like this. I don't like agreeing with you. You usually lose. Yes. Uh, well, I'm actually doing pretty good this year. I'm not going to lose. All right, the next game is the 
Philadelphia Eagles, the dream team, so-called dream mm-hmm. team, the one and three. The one and three dream team against the three and one Buffalo Bills. The spread is Eagles are favored by three, minus three. I'm I don't like that. I'm going with the Bills. You're going with the Bills. Bills at home. Bills at home. I, on the other hand, think the Eagles unfortunately get back off the snide, <laughs> and they take this, and they win, and I think. I think Vic gives us the performance. He played well last week. That's he did, what's he gotta, did play well. If you're an Eagles fan, you have to be scared because he played well and the Eagles lost to the 49ers. Yeah. So I actually think the Eagles take that victory, cover the spread. The next one. What do we got? We have the Oakland Raiders at the Texans of Houston, and the spread is Houston minus six. Wow. Houston, Houston's been legit this year, though. They have played well. They barely beat a beat-up Pittsburgh team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost by a couple points to New Orleans, and then they played some. They played the Colts without Peyton Manning. They won games that they had to win. You know who's healthy? Who's healthy? Some guy and some schlub named Marion Foster. You he know, no big good. deal. 30 carries, 155 yards, touchdown, no big deal. So who are you taking? You think he wins? He carries them? A team without Andre Johnson probably playing? This one's tough. Minus six? Minus six, Frank. Mm. I'm going with McFadden and the Raiders. You're going with them? Yeah. I am not going to agree with you. I think the Texans' defense plays well under Mm. Wade Phillips. Mario Williams is starting to get adjusted to that system, it looks like. They're going to be able to... Zone in on McFadden. Jason Campbell's not a great quarterback. Not horrible. But he's not great. You're going to be locked, be, and, uh, be able to lock down Hayward Bay? And big game Shab has some some weapons, though. And yes, Hayward Bay, worst draft pick ever in fantasy football, is going to get locked down. I he had 115 Texas. yards last, last week against the, uh, the Patriots. It doesn't matter. The Patriots' secondary is downright awful. All right. Who's this, next? This next game, this is actually one of my favorite lines of the week, but it's the Bengals and the Jaguars. Jaguars at home, both teams pretty bad. Bengals, actually their defense. This sure might be the most uh, – week one when uh, Seattle plays San Francisco, I said it was you know, the most an important game of the year. This might be it. I might disagree with you. Bengals defense, first overall, ranked first overall mm-hmm. in the National Football League. That's hard to believe. They're two and two. They're at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's favored by two and a half points. Minus two and a half. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna take Bengals. And if you're a betting man, bet this big. I think the Bengals win this outright. Andy Dalton is not that bad. He's got some weapons. Cedric Benson is top seven, I think, in rushing. Yeah, you could have you could have fooled my fantasy team with that one. <laughs> I think the Bengals win this big. Bet the house. Don't the really, house. don't really, but you know, really. <laughs> you so. know, you know, I I love AJ Green. I'm also going Bengals. Bandwagon. Nah, bandwagon. I just hate the Jaguars. Hate the Jaguars. Who's playing quarterback for them? You? Blaine Gabbert. Oh, I thought it was his. He's got a lot of luscious blocks. I don't know how you can't tell the difference. Next game, New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Your boy Cam Newton. My boy Cam Newton. Frank, the Saints are getting six and a half points. Getting six and a half. What's the over-under on this one? The over-under, <laughs> 51. 
Over. And you're taking the over? Yeah. And who you, who you got on it? What was it? The Panthers getting six and a half? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I want to go with the Panthers on this. I think they cover. You think they cover? Do you yeah. think they win? Outright? Do you think they win outright? No. Money lines plus 240. Depends what it's parlayed with. <laughs> no, they don't win outright. I think they cover, though. I, I do, too. And I, I think, think Cannon is the king of backdoor. Ah, covers. Yeah. I think this game's honestly going to be like 31-27 or something like that, Saints. Okay, I can dig that. Yeah. That was a similar score to the Bears, and the Bears are horrible, but I still think it. That score was 34-29. Yeah, this is going to be like thir- something around there. All right, I, I can dig that. I don't. I think New Orleans with that defense, they lack the put away power. That mm-hmm. you know, they beat Jacksonville, but they didn't beat them by a lot. No, it was twenty three ten or something like that. I think they, 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 they yeah, barely. They didn't beat Houston by a lot. They actually had to come from behind. I I don't think Houston has that. I mean, sorry, the Saints have that killer in, instinct that uh, puts you away, put it out of like that Bill Belichick nastiness. Yeah. Next game, the Houston Titans. At the Pittsburgh Steelers, who may or may not have a healthy Big Ben, Raffelsberger. Man, you are so fixated on Houston. You just said Houston Titans. Tennessee. <laughs> I'm at Tennessee. Who are they at? At Pittsburgh, minus three. Pittsburgh without James Harrison yeah. with a broken orbital. How much does that just like sound like it hurts? <laughs> yeah, it does. I'd have to retire if I had one of those. Broken orbital. It'll heal. It sounds like it'd be painful. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm sure your face hurts for a little while. Eh. Just a reason to retire. Mm. All right. I think Tennessee covers. I don't know how, but I think they do. Matt no, Hasselbeck has been... I think they cover, too. I am not sold on Pittsburgh whatsoever this year. This isn't even so much as a bash on Pittsburgh. I don't think they're really that good. And, you know, I think the Steelers will bring it around. Yeah. but I, I like the Titans this year. They're clicking... Matt Hasselbeck. Um, I mean, who can you name any of his receivers? Honestly, Kenny Britt went down. Name a receiver on the t- Titans. Nate Washington. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, like, you can't really name a receiver. Like, they don't have quality receivers. Chris Johnson coming yeah, off of that lockout, his mini lockout of himself. You know, he said today that uh, his slow start's not a result of him being rusty. But it's just not a. It's a result of him and his line not being on time with each other. Which isn't that the same thing as rusty? That aren't, uh, aren't you guys just? Isn't that your timing is rusty because no, you weren't Chris there? One. Oh, CJ. <laughs> but yes, I I think he'll come into shape uh, mm-hmm. as the season goes on. But I, I like the Titans. I think they're going to give Houston a run for their money in that yeah. division. Notice how there will be no Colts. No Colts. Sorry, Joe Barra. <laughs> Next game. Still 1 o'clock. Last one on the slate. Seattle Seahawks at the New York Football Giants. The spread is 9.5. The Giants are favored, obviously. Oh, man. You, do you trust Tavares on the road? No, I don't trust Tavares at home. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit better at home. They are. Who are you taking? I'm going with the Giants. I'm, I'm going with the Giants too. Going with the Giants and that's a lot. That's a big spread, especially with the Giants. Mm-hmm. But Seattle is downright horrible. They are. They don't have a great running back. They should look at David Garrard. 
honestly. They're one in three. Mm-hmm. You might be able to turn them around, steal them a couple wins. I, I don't I mean, think Tavares threw for uh, 319 and three touchdowns last week. It was against the Falcons, but their secondary is not yeah. good. I don't I don't trust it. They the, Seattle almost came back and won, and that's got to scare Atlanta fans. Yeah. The next, you want to talk about overrated? That's a team that's overrated, the Falcons. Well, I don't know. They're starting to show their. I don't know how you can overrate a team that's two and two, but I don't know. They had a win against the Eagles, who aren't the dream team anymore. No, but not the dream team. Not the dream team. Next game, four o'clock games: Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. Spread the 49ers favored by three. This one's kind of tough, actually. All right. Reasoning. I I I like both teams, but I also. I'm not confident in either team. Um, it's a game you generally like to stay away from. Yeah. If you were gambling it. Exactly. Disclaimer. Hmm. I mean, the Bucks they they almost lost against the Colts two nights ago, three nights ago, two nights ago. <laughs> All blending and into one day. What? All blending into one day. Yeah, tell me about it. And then the 49ers just – are about as trustworthy as A.J. Burnett or Tony Romo. Trust him as far as I can throw him. Exactly. I I don't know what's worse, to be a 49ers fan or a Bills fan. Because either way, your heart's getting stomped on in like the fourth quarter. <laughs> but like you said, they have Frank Gore, who's always Frank Gore until he gets hurt. The spread's three. San Francisco's favorite at home. Who you got? I'm going San Francisco. I am too, and I actually like them a little more than we let on. Buccaneers coming off of a Monday night game on a short week, and they have to go to the West Coast. Generally West rough. Coast. West side? That San Francisco's defense is sexy. Patrick Willis, he's a beast. Yeah. Next game, New York Jets at the New England Patriots. What do you think this line is? What do I think this line is? Jets at Patriots? I'm going to say Patriots favored by four and a half. Wow. What is it? Minus nine. Wow. That's a bit much. I, I don't know. If you watched that Sunday night football game. I did. <laughs> Who do you like? My gut <laughs> tells me to go with the Jets. But we're talking about the Patriot team who put up like 90 points against them last year. Until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Yeah, I'm still going with the Jets. I'm going to disagree. I don't think they're covering. I think the Pats are covering. I think they're going to whip up on the Jets, and Jets are going to show their true colors. You know, it's going to be a shootout. The Patriots' defense is not good. They don't have a great secondary. Their best defender, Gerard Mayo, is out. Him and Vince Wolfric is going to play. But Mayo's up there with him, and he's not going to play. So it's, it's going to be a shootout. Tom Brady's going to be on the field a lot. And Matt, Mark Sanchez on the road. Sorry. You know what? I'm changing my pick. I'm going with the Patriots. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I'm leaving that on there. I'm only giving you a half a point if you get that one right. Mm-hmm. Next one. Chargers at the Broncos. When Broncos, by the way, are 1-3. and three. And the spread is Chargers are getting or giving four points. Excuse me. Who do you like? Chargers are giving four points? It's October now, right? It's October. It's no longer September. I'm going Chargers. 
Wait, New York, when? September. That should be the Chargers theme song. It should. Green Day. Yeah. New England Chargers. Yeah. The Broncos, when do you see Tim Tebow or Brady Quinn? Orton hasn't been great. He had a good season last year, but he just hasn't been good. Two more weeks. Two more weeks? Two more weeks. Okay. Now, Sunday night football. Green Bay Packers at Atlanta Falcons. Spread Green Bay is minus six. I don't in care. Atlanta. I don't really care what the spread is on this. I'm going Packers. They 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 have to be the best team in football right it's, now, right? It's scary. Yeah. They're most well rounded. They have the best quarterback in football. They're the most well rounded team in football. He is just. I could just watch Rogers throw to Jordy Nelson every single minute of Sunday, and I'll never get tired of it. I have most of my fantasy teams. You Nelson. Yeah, I then, then when he, you know, then they have that guy, Jermichael Finley, who he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a, slowly morphing into a top tight end. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, and they are downright filthy. Filthy. They're the best team by far in the National Football League. And imagine if Ryan Gray could stay healthy. James Stark has been decent, mm-hmm. but, you know, give Rodgers even one more weapon. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I think they're just going to. You got Clay Matthews back there wreaking havoc. They're going to crush the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. How is that only? How is that six in the Patriots? Because they're in nine? Atlanta. They're in Atlanta, and Atlanta has not looked <laughs> as bad as the Jets. They've looked pretty bad, but they haven't gotten crushed like the Jets did. The score, you know, the Jets only lost by ten points on Sunday night, but that was a lot further away than what the score showed. Yeah. Right, they had a couple secondary touchdowns. Flacco wasn't. He he was not good either on Sunday night. He. There's something about him. He'll only throw for like 175 yards, but he'll throw for three touchdowns mm-hmm. and win the football game. I don't know. I still wouldn't trust him to lead my team to the no. promised land, but he's not a bad quarterback. No, he's not he'll, bad. he'll get the job done. The last game, the Monday night game, Chicago Bears at the upstart, 4-0 Detroit Lions. Spread Lions minus 5.5. What was the last time against a halfway decent team? Chicago's 2-2. Two two. Yeah, Chicago's not bad. spread. They were giving 5.5 points. When was the last time this happened? Uh, Barry, Barry Sanders, Sanders was probably running around. Yeah, I agree. Who you got? Lions. Lions. I just I don't I just don't trust anything with Cutler and his offensive line on the road, especially when you have Indomik and Sue coming at you. See, I, I was gonna pick the Bears, and I kind of wanted, but I agree with you. Although I thought the Lions with their line were gonna chew up the Cowboys, and they really didn't. Romo just made a couple of bad mistakes, but yeah. I I think the Lions. Yeah, well, I mean, the Lions line didn't have to chew up the Cowboys. Romo chewed himself up. Yeah, I agree. So, Jay Collier is a sitting duck back there, and couch potato. <laughs> might as well put a couch back there and you know strap himself in, put those big cushions on him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. By the way, yeah, Matt Forte has quietly had a great year for the Chicago Bears. He's, yeah. I don't know if you've seen him play or. Yes. Or anything like that. But he's been catching right every, out of the catching backfield. everything out of the backfield. He's running the ball very well. Two hundred yards last yeah. week. Very good running back. And then for the Detroit He's finally taking that extra step. He's always been great out of the backfield catching passes. And now he's he's starting to run well. He had a great rookie year and then he kinda of slumped a little last year and yeah. looks like he's getting back to where he was that rookie year. Looks like yeah. last year might have been that liar. Speaking of the Bears, this is my uh my are you serious bro moment of the uh podcast. Your other running back, we used to know, Marion Barber. You know, you're hurt. You want to, you know, maybe ease your way back into uh, into things. Why on earth 
would you attempt a backflip unless you're 100% positive? You're, you, you're either a guy who could, hey, I could do a backflip whenever I want or, yeah, I don't know if I could do a backflip type of guy. If you're the latter, you probably shouldn't try it unless like you're in water maybe. Doesn't seem or, like the backflip type. No, he doesn't. And that's why he probably landed on his head. You know, that was uh that's my are you serious bro moment of the moment of the week. Just, uh, <laughs> well, before we finish up with the the games, I'd like to talk about one Calvin Johnson who's just a beast, a one man show. He mm-hmm. I mean Stafford's played well this year, but he's had Two touchdowns in every game. That that equals eight because he's played in four games for right. all of you mm-hmm. meth-deficient people out there. He is the MVP after the first quarter of the season. Absolutely. I totally agree. I uh, Detroit is 4-0. One of the, up there, you have to consider him a, a top-10 team, if not a top-5 team at this point. They have they have skilled players at every position. And, and Stafford's coming into his own. Like you said, Megatron is insane. You got Sue, you know. You can't you got, even – they put three guys on him. And granted, the Cowboys don't have three guys who could hold my jock strap no. on in the secondary. I don't wear one, but if I did, they wouldn't be able to hold it. And he still goes up and catches the ball, and then yeah. they're like – they try and catch – it's just ridiculous. You can't yeah, name Name one other player besides uh, maybe Larry Fitzgerald where you could just drop back, chuck it 40 yards, and say, yeah, triple coverage. I, I'm feeling good about this. You can't. Yeah, maybe Fitzgerald, that's maybe – Andre Johnson. It's about it. Andre Johnson hurt, by the way. I know we went over that earlier, but yeah. that's a big loss for Houston. Huge loss. Huge loss, but I think that about covers it, Frank. It covers it. All right. Knocking off the cobwebs. Hopefully Knocking we can do this the, again next week. Hopefully we'll, uh, instead of uh, putting these out as often as Dre puts out albums. But um, I think we're, we're up a couple on Dre. A little bit. A little bit. I was still in high school when Detox was supposed to drop, and it's. Uh, and you uh, graduated college about ten years after high school. Hey, one one year more, more than me, or a half year more than me. Some people go to college for uh, seven years, all right? They're called doctors, Frank. Yes, they are. All right, that's it, guys. We'll see you next week.